Welcome to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Yeah, we sure do. Welcome to it for another weekend. Uh, Jason Matthews here and Scotty Sattler uh, in the Off the Bench studio. How are you, mate? I'm really good, Jase. Uh, it's been a really good week, actually, um, when it comes to sport overall. The AFL, of course, bouncing off uh, this week. Uh, Richmond up against Carlton on Thursday night. But um, Thursday. I, I t- yeah. Th- that's what I said, Thursday night. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah. and Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. Ducks were rejoicing at Bankwest Stadium. How bad was the rain? That was torrential, wasn't oh. it? Um, but in saying that, I'll tell you what, something that really stood out for me throughout the weekend. I think we're going to touch on it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was the is on NRL 360. It was James Graham and his view around concussion. Yeah. And I thought it was, um, yeah, it was really, I think it hit, hit home to a lot of people, to be quite honest. It's speaking from the heart. Yeah, we're going to more than talk about it, mate. We're, we're touching it. We are going to talk about that. And there's some pretty powerful things that were said around that. Uh, we're going to uh, review Thursday night's game, of course. Um, we had uh, the Storm beaten by the Eels, 16-12 in the end. Yeah. And con- considering the conditions, it was actually a pretty good game of football. Jeez, it was tough, wasn't it? Really good. Well, they always are. The games in the wet are always really tough because you've, yeah, there's, you can't use your footwork. You can't change direction uh, like you would on a dry track. So really it's about rolling your sleeves up and you've just got to just pour through the middle and just – You've got to cop whatever's given to you, and that's what, exactly what happened. Parramatta did it better than Melbourne. Now, there is already some question marks around the Melbourne Storm when they get into those tight matches, whereas in mm. the past, Cam Smith would drag them back up off the canvas and he'd come up with a big play. He, they don't have him there, so many are now starting to question their premiership credibility. Oh, I'm not going to do that. You're not? No. Um, all right, listen, let's let's not muck around anymore. Let's get yeah. into a uh, an update for you, news of the week. Uh, let's talk about the concussion. James Graham, very open on, uh, I think it was Wednesday night on NRL. This is after, no, Tuesday night on NRL This is after Jake Friend was yeah. knocked out last week and many questioning whether he should continue playing. Yeah, let's have a listen to this. As I went on the journey, what I did, I asked the doctors some questions about the risks and then I asked myself some questions. And was I going to privilege the present over the future? And I decided that I was. I was going to privilege the present over the future. And I think I was willing to take on those risks. And that's not discounting any of these really terribly sad cases where we see ex, um, not just rugby league professionals, but in all of the sports, have some serious um, degenerative brain issues. It, look, it's, it's a very, very complex issue and I had to do some really deep thinking about what I wanted to do and what were the consequences of me, okay, I'm, I'm hanging up the boots because of um, concussion, the potential for future brain diseases, but where, where was the purpose going to be filled in my life? And I, I felt, I've personally felt like I needed a course. I thought about what's the meaning of, meaning of life. Maybe for me, the meaning of life was finding something worth dying for. That's incredible heavy. to hear that. Really, really heavy. I, that's what we loved, James Graham, what he, was, what he was about when he was here in Australia playing. Well, he is back in here living now and he's, he's retired. But in saying that, just the amount of passion he showed when he, when he played, his brutal honesty off the field as well is, mm. is something that's, it's, we don't see enough of in modern sport. Um, do you think Jake Friend should retire, Sats? I mean, you played the game. I mean, God, how many not how many times were you concussed in your career? 
<laughs> from what I can remember, pardon the pun, um, uh, seven bad ones. That's incredible. So, well, two of them where I spent to- like periods of time in hospital. But then you, you're asked to play the following week, and I'm not, you know, I'm no different to anyone else. That was well, we didn't know what then. we know now, right? Exactly. Yeah. So we just did what we had to do. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have the education. We didn't have the uh, the uh, the literacy behind it all. But um, but in saying that. Um, yeah, James Graham, he suffered a lot of head knocks as well. Now, Jake Friend has suffered three head knocks in the last two years, two in the last six months, one in origin, one last week. And the older you get and the amount of little shots that you've got throughout your career, which actually don't have any form of concussion per se where you're actually groggy, yeah. but you are still getting concussion because your brain is shaking mm. and your brain's swelling. And then you're doing it again the following week and then you're doing it the following week and you're doing that 30 to 40 times a game. Mm. So when you start weighing that up, Jake Friend, after you know, 14 years in, in playing the NRL, you probably start saying, not based on the last three that you had, based on your career, based on how easily you're getting knocked out now, like Boyd Cordner. And I've, I've always used the analogy, Jace, it's, it's, like a, it's like a candle. When you get a fresh candle, when you're a young player, you're like a fresh candle and you light it. And you know, the wick lights up and it's a big, long, long flame. But as the, as the candle gets older and older like a player, mm. there's not much of a wick and you can't really light it. And the more you light it, the, more, the quicker it goes out. That's exactly the same with concussion. And with older players, that's what happens. It's not the big ones that you get. It's the little tiny ones yeah. you've got all the way along, along your career. So would I retire if I was Jake Friend? I'd first and foremost sit with the people that I trust, like the doctors. And Roosters have been, I think, the, the front runners and the pioneers in relation to the way they handle these concussions in modern sport. Um, based on what they're doing with Boyd Cordner. But in saying that, um, you know, the doctors, the neurologists, the family, then you start saying, if I retired now compared to the end of this year, would it make any difference on my career? Yeah. No, it wouldn't because no. you're one of the Roosters greats. You've played for your country, your state. Um, you've played more games than you probably thought you were going to play when you are growing up in Noosa as a teenager. Mm. And you've won multiple premierships. But – Nothing is more important than life itself, is it? No. And, and, and it's hard to – it'd be I, – I, look, I, I'm just a fan of the game, mm. but it'd be very hard for a person who feels physically fit to say, I've got to stop playing the game. Put I the Sanchez on and go for a 10K that. run and you think, you know what, what there's I nothing feel wrong with me. That's right. The hardest part for a player, I'm not going to be able to hang out with my teammates anymore. Yeah. That's what hurts the yep. most. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um. Moving away, and a nice candle analogy too, mate. I, I do love your analogies. Mm. Uh, I, I often gather the family around and, and talk about the Scott Sattler. You should put – you know what you should do? Yeah. Bring out a book of an Scott Sattler analogies. Do you think or so? We should do a podcast. Today. Everyone's doing a podcast now. But we now. go – Think of podcast. Everyone's doing a podcast. Analogies with Scott Sattler. And do we sit like in a mahogany chair – with a pipe and a dressing <laughs> and a gown, a Just cat on our lap. Stroking cats. And like little furry slippers with a crackling fire behind us. Oh, and, and like it's 40 degrees <laughs> and we are so hot, but we're, we're not taking off that dressing we're, gown. We're in a log cabin <laughs> in Darwin. <laughs> Where'd this go to? Anyway, uh, what about, uh, when was it? It's like we're reviewing the NRL 360 show on Fox, but... On Wednesday night, geez, I've never heard Greg Alexander, Brandy, one of your good mates, fire up so much. No, I, I, you know what? As knowing Brandy as long as I have, I remember when I went to Penrith, and one of my first weeks there, Greg Alexander's a great golfer, and he said to me, "Oh, new kid, you know, do you want to come and play golf?" I went, 
the reason why I went to Penrith is so I could tell my mates to play with Greg Alexander yeah. and Mark yeah. Geyer. Yeah. So um, okay. I said, yeah, I'll come play golf with Greg Alexander. I started ringing my mates going, I'm playing golf with Greg Alexander. Anyway, but that whole 18 holes, I reckon I got four words out of him. He's such an introvert. He's really, really quiet and he's a terrific analyst. I don't think he's – I think he's unrivaled when it comes to rugby league analog, uh, analyst yep. on uh, each and every week on Fox Sports. But in saying that um, – I've never seen him as animated in the 20-odd years that I've known him. I've never seen him as animated as what I saw him on NRL 360 with Paul Kent. Yeah, so Kenty and Brandy got into an argument about uh, the Panthers happy to release Josh Mansour but not Matt Burton. Have a listen to this. Why is it okay for you to call in Josh Mansour and say, mate, you won't be playing first grade next year, so you go now, and yet Matt Burton, who has a contract sitting at another club, Mm. wants to go... And you guys say, no, you've got to stay. Because Josh Mansour was on more money than he should have been. Too much money than we, that we could pay him again next year and not re-sign one of the players that we desperately needed to keep. But why is it fair for you to get rid of him and not let Matt Burton go? Who's, who's fair? Are you, oh, are, are oh, you serious? Are, are, you being, are you being serious? I think it's a... Are you being serious saying fair? Do you think the game is fair? Do you no, think, I, I don't. But, don't don't but, ask are, me if, if, why I... There are plenty of people who think oh, that. Please. That, that is... There are plenty the, of people who are wondering why it's okay for you guys well, to that, tap players you know on the shoulders Those people have got you're no idea it. about how the game works. And, and if you can name some of those people, I'd love to give them a call and say, are you kidding me? Everybody Matt, that's been advocating for... Burton to be released immediately to go to Canterbury yeah. has been towing that line. Right. The Bulldogs. Don't tell me you haven't heard this. Don't of course, tell me you haven't heard. Well, the rare, the rare bird that's that's come up with saying and saying, well, it's it's unfair. Matt Burton's a first grader and shouldn't be held back. He's under contract. And you know how the game works. Josh Mansour was under contract. So, so what? I Josh Mansour was out the door. That's brutal. I love it. And you know what? It is a, it's a brutal game, sports, professional sports. You've got to make some decisions that are in the best interests of the club first and foremost. And, and, and it's got nothing to do with what's fair. Now, they're both right. Paul Ken is right in relation to people are saying this is double standards. Now, and it is double standards from a fan's point of view because, unfortunately, the fan, and they're so important to the game, but they don't understand a lot of the operations, the machinations that go on behind closed doors when it comes to managing a salary cap. Brandy Alexander is correct also in saying the game's not fair. Unfortunately, Josh Mansour is a, he's expendable. He's an outside back. He's 30. He can go and get two years at another club. We've got a plenty of outside backs. It's okay for us to let him go. Matt Burton is contracted. He's important to us if we get injuries. It's business. Unfortunately, he signed that contract. He's got to abide by it. Yep. It goes both ways. And, and Josh Mansour has ended up in a better – well, he was in a better place round one with a, a you know a great yeah. contract, yeah. and now he's not playing first grade again. But yeah. It is double standards. It, it is, is double standards, but... But players un- do it to clubs. but un- And vice versa. But un- yeah. but unfortunately, you know what it is? It's, it is the world of sport that we live in, and yep. it's never going to change. Oh, geez, it's more ruthless than the NFL. Yeah, well, they you, just cut you. You turn up to training and open up your locker, there's an orange there's an orange sticker in your locker, which means grab your playbook, You're go out. and see the general manager. You're out, yeah. Yeah. Um, Peter Volandis uh, was being interviewed by uh, Matt Johns. Great chat, actually. Isn't uh, he a gunslinger? 
Yeah, uh, Matty Johns or Peter Volandis? Peter Volandis. I love Matty Johns's interview style. By the way, I just I love it. It's it's modern. It's it's great. He does his research, which is you know refreshing, and he he gets he gets responses out of people. Have a listen to this response he got out of Peter Volandis when he's talking about uh, Victoria and the AFL. Peter, do you like AFL? Next question. <laughs> Not really. No. Look, I've never been a fan, and, and I don't want to take any away from the great athletes of the AFL players because, you know, they're great athletes. And they have to be because it's such a boring sport, you know. Um, there's a lot of other people that love the sport, but they must love a lot of other boring things too. And unfortunately, these <laughs> AFL types think they're better than anyone else, and they're Victorians, which uh, doesn't help either. Yeah, well, they've got the Quinella. Whack, whack <laughs> from Peter Volandis. You only get that response out of someone once you've earned their trust. And that's what I love about Matty Johns. He got Volandi's trust, then had a little bit of lighthearted fun with him. Yeah, we're always told in media to ask open-ended questions. Yep. And Matty doesn't do that a lot of the time, which I like. It's more a conversation. Here's my opinion. What's your opinion? How many times have I said to you and Badge, behind the scenes at Sports Day, save it. Yep. We have casual conversation, which I go, got to get that on the radio. We, have, we do interviews with people, and we just talk to them on the phone prior, mm. just mucking around, blah, blah, and go, save it. Talk about this on the air. That's what Matty Johns's interview with Peter Volandis was like. It's all the stuff that would normally happen off microphone. I don't agree with Peter Volandis in, in that AFL <laughs> is a boring game. I love watching AFL. I think it's such a great game. Oh, Peter Volandis. Oh, look, I agree about Peter Volandis is, is like the I agree he's, about like the, he's like the cowboy that's dressed in black with the black hat and walks into town and you can hear his, you can hear his, his boots jangling. Uh, and everyone in the town stops and turns and the tumbleweed goes across the street. <laughs> Rightio. Uh, let's move away from Peter Volandis now. Uh, Joey, uh, one of the immortals, says that Cam Smith needs to wait the well, – it's the unofficial period, isn't it, of five years to become an immortal. But there are some others waiting in line as well. Now, I, I, he believes – it was in a podcast on Channel 9 – that he, he believes, along with Freddie, that Cam Smith will jump to the top of the queue. But – there are some other other names there that are due for uh, to become an immortal around the same time, right? Yep. There's JT. There is Cooper Cronk. Darren Lockyer. There are some great like, and these are all Queenslanders because the, these these boys are talking about because Queensland dominated rugby league in the last ten years. Mm. There are all these great Queenslanders sitting there, waiting to become immortals. Does Cam Smith in five years' time just jump over all of these players and just become an immortal? Well, they'll never just have one immortal. I think they'll have a couple. Um, to answer the question, the five years it used to be a it used to be part of the mandate that the, it was five years. Now it's like you're saying it, it's a, it's loosely five. It's years It's an unwritten now. rule, isn't it? it well, I mean, Joey had to wait five years. Well, to once the upon day. a time, no, it was part of the, the legislation of, right. of being an immortal. Now it's sort of when we see fit. But five years has always still been right, okay. pretty much um, the norm. But in saying that, I, I throw up people like Ken Irvine. No one will ever break his try-scoring record in the history of the game. Um, I think he needs to be an immortal. Uh, Brett Kenny. Yep. Definitely. Yes. Glenn Lazarus. Yep. You know, three grand finals, three premierships at three different clubs, at three start-up clubs as well. Yeah, and wow. uh, Brad Fittler. Uh, yeah, Jonathan Freddy. Thurston and Lockie. So just to name a few there, okay. And what about Cooper Cronk? How many premierships? Yeah, he has one. At two different clubs. Absolutely, yeah. But And, and one of the most professional players to play the game. And, you know, I think Ron Coote has run out of time. He's been nominated yeah. three times yeah. now and, and part of the, 
the nomination is if you if you're not there after three times, you won't become an immortal. I think Ron Coote deserves to be an immortal. But in saying that, the question is, after five years, does Cam jump ahead of those? Well, I think a couple of those will go in the next five years anyway. They'll okay. become immortals. Right. How many a year, mate? Do they? Do, do they it no, doesn't no, matter. There's no, no. They could do one, Okay, two, so they three. could clear the backlog, or, backlog or they before could say, we get to Cam. Or they, they right. could say there's none. Right. But with Cam, I agree. Cam, I think Cam jumps ahead of – out of the five, six names I mentioned, I think he jumps ahead of five of them. And he doesn't jump ahead of? Ken Irvine. Ken Irvine, yep. I think Ken Irvine, because of the era that he played yep. in, the 50s and 60s, the record that still stands today and will never be broken. I mean, if Billy Slater can't break your try-scoring record. Oh, that's the other one they threw up as well, Billy yeah, Slater. Well, Billy. I, I don't think yep. anyone else will, will, will break it. So I'd go Ken Irvine. And, yeah, I do I do believe that Cam jumps to the, the front of the queue because – I think he's the greatest player that I've ever seen. And people that have been watching the game since the 50s and the 40s have said exactly the same. Right, yeah. Um, things are getting bad at the Cowboys, aren't they? Jason Taumalolo has broken his hand and is what, what out for about four weeks now. Yeah, reportedly broken it. And they're having scans last night. Um, worst case scenario, it, it's he's torn some ligaments in his hand. Worst case scenario... Best case ligaments, worst case broken hand. So you're anywhere from four to five weeks. And uh, they don't need it, but what it does do for the North Queensland Cowboys, it allows the rest of their players to not depend on him. Stand mm. up. Yep. Cohen Hess, stand up. Yep. Josh McGuire, stand up. All these players, they need to – Mitch Dunn, stand up. Scott Drinkwater, stand up. So it gives an opportunity for these players to, to really stand up and take ownership of this side. All right, we've got about a minute till we go to a break. I want to ask you this. Mm-hmm. When we see post-game interviews this weekend in the NRL, given the treatment that Toby Rudolph has received from some sectors of social media and also a bit of a whack uh, from the NRL, will players this weekend just go back to the same old boring, it was a good game, we put in for 80 minutes, we did this, we did that, or they, will they just shut up? What, what are you expecting? Well, I think everyone's going to be watching on Sunday night Maddie Johns' show and see who they interview. I think people who are going to be interviewed, if they're a bit of a character, I think they'll still make fun of the situation of what happened with Toby Rudolph. Like if they ask them a question and Fletch, Hindy and Maddie have the ability and Gordy have the ability to, to make you relax when you're on that show and you feel as though you've got to be a little bit, uh, a little bit left of centre, yep. a little bit quirky. So I think someone will still be a bit of a character. Uh I don't have a problem with Toby, what Toby Rudolph did. No. Nah. Um, people are saying it's the wrong time. Yeah, possibly. But when is the right time? But you know what? I thought in the format of the show, the way that we take the show, the way that the show is a tongue-in-cheek look at rugby league and sport, I didn't have a problem with it. Uh, we'll find out uh, post-show on Sunday night, won't we? This is Off the Bench with Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews for your weekends. When we come back, we're going to review our Thursday night's game between the Storm and the Eels. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. On Off The Bench, a Thursday night NRL review. This is now the last tackle. They're 21 metres out. Where's your kicker? It's not Mitchell Moses. He's playing the ball. It's Dylan Brown on the left-hand side. He puts it up for Mike Acevo. Jennings can't take it. Micah can in front of his adoring crowd. The para-power signs go up. And Mike Acevo gets the first try of the night. The Eels lead 4-0 over the Storm in a classic at Bankwest. Hughes going right. Dummied on the inside. Goes to the outside. Kafusi, Remus Smith, steps off the right, stepped off the right, straightened up, gets across and scores the try. 
The Stormer in. I think it could have been easier if he passed the footy. But the Stormer in. Nine metres out. They go left-hand side. The ball back on the inside to Will Smith. Will Smith. He's the smallest player on the field. He got the ball running on the inside from Dylan Brown there. Six more. Six more. Parramatta. Now Junior Paulo. He may not need six more. He doesn't need six more. He's Junior. And Junior is a senior in this Parramatta side. And he gets the try. 10-6 they lead. And this is a classic. They go out the back to Mansa. He was monstered by Papalihi. Must have got off his line quickly. Now Smoothie. He goes to the left-hand side. Lovely pick up on the half volley. Pappenhausen comes out of Olam. Olam's going to get it and score. He got the lucky bounce. He's played hard all night. The little bit of class of Pappenhausen. And the Storm said... We ain't going nowhere, brother. Moses goes high. Here's a tester for Jennings. 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 Sivo! Sivo's got it. And now I don't think he's got the ball down. He says he has. Arms up. Micah loved it. The fans loved it. That's as good a try as you will ever see. Sivo. Sivo. Micah Sivo has split these teams tonight with an absolute classic at Bankwest. Regan Campbell-Gillard has tackled his own player, Tom Opacek. So he's taking an age to get off him. He's got to play it now. They play it. Gutherson, he's gone in the voluntary tackle. Mitch Moses celebrates. Parramatta Eels celebrate. And the fans here at Bankwest celebrate as well. And well they might. They have prevailed tonight in a classic in atrocious conditions. The Eels 16... The Storm 12, and the Eels start season 2021 with back-to-back wins. There you have it, Eels 16, uh, the Storm 12. Tough, hard game last night, Sats, and uh, uh, on Thursday night, I should say. And what I I got from the game was it was atrocious weather, but, geez, the ball handling. Outstanding. Outstanding. Mm. Again, we're not round 20. We're round two. We've got fatigue setting in. I, I thought I thought the teams handled it well, and Chia was a tough game, yeah, absolute tough game. What did was. you make of it? It's exactly. I thought it was high quality. Uh, when I saw both teams run on and the, the water was splashing up around their ankles, I'm like, oh, here we go. It's going to be such a dour game. I used to love playing in the wet. Did you? Because it brought everyone else back to your pace, yeah, your right. speed. <laughs> so, um, but I, I love the game. I thought it was really it was high quality. I thought it was two teams that that I that I believe will. You know, at the end of the regular season, I, I had Melbourne finishing fifth. After last week's effort against South, I thought, you know, there'd definitely be another premiership contender. Then I had Parra in my top four. And then after last week's game, Parra, I thought, oh, I'm not quite sure. But in saying that, I think both these sides are going to be there at the pointy end of the season because of the, the standard of footy they threw up on Thursday night. Now, the conditions weren't ideal, but I thought they were ideal for Parramatta. And there's a reason why I believe that is because it forced Parramatta to not play frantic and not feel as though they've got to be the Harlem Globetrotters. It forced them to play a tough, resilient, and I'll say it again, you get in the trenches and you're forced to not have any movement. You're forced just to run straight into your opponent or run straight into your opponent from defensive point of view and make contact. So when you're playing the wet, you really sometimes it, it exposes your character. It 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 decides what sort of player you are because you can't use your natural instincts physically. I, I mean physically. Yeah, if you've got a step, you can't use it. Mm. If you've got a good uh, good swerve, you can't use it. If you've got a good change of speed, you can't use it. So all of a sudden, 
what you're doing is you go, you're getting into the, 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 the trenches and you're just fighting it out for 80 minutes. And at the end of the day, you just got to, whoever stares the other person in the eyes and doesn't blink, they're the ones that win. And that's what Parra did. They were forced to play a tough style of footy, which they're, they're often criticised for not doing enough of. I, I couldn't have said it any better. I actually haven't respected Parramatta over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Watching that game last night, I now respect them. Oh, they were outstanding. They were tough mm. and they were tough to the end. You yep. know how sometimes they fade? They didn't last night. You, and, and I've just gone, wow, this is a good team. And do you know there's a question now that's been thrown around this morning about um, – and even Craig Bellamy. I mean, in the, the press conference after the game, there's, you know, there's the, the, um, the mention of Cameron Smith and would have Cameron Smith dragged them off the canvas to, to get that win because it was so close last night. It, it, you know, player, the players have got to take responsibilities and we can't – in years gone by, we would have relied on Cam to get us out of those situations because yeah. the game was so close. Yep. So now there's a question now, is there a void in leadership? And he was quoted as saying Smithy would be picking them up out there, whereas this is still a bit, little bit, a little part that we need to get right to cover for what, has bought, what he has brought us in a game like that. So they're, lo- they're looking for a leader to stand up. Now, mm. we also saw last night, I don't know whether you saw it, Jace, but Brandon Smith... Yeah. Through a pass to Cam Munster, yep. hit the ground. Cam Munster just gave him both barrels. Yep. And people say, oh, hang on a sec, the fractures are starting to appear. No. no that's what a leader is. And you are, if you're able to have those honest conversations with your teammates and then get over it and keep playing, that's a sign of a really strong club. So right. oh, I don't think this is a, too much of a blip on their radar, but I think it's a, a, huge, um, a huge improvement for the Parramatta Eels and where they need to play. Yeah, it's more about Parramatta. Than Absolutely, the yeah, yeah, good point. Sixteen, twelve, the Eels one. Time for this. What? Yes, Oprah. Thank you for your interview with Meghan Markle. Uh, we managed to pull out some. What? This is where we throw up some stupid stuff, whatever, and we just can't believe it's actually going on. Mm. Actually, segment used to be called "That's Ridiculous." We've just given it a bit of a, a cut and polish. Well, I, I what just, do you got? I feel sorry for Tubes because he doesn't get a, like he doesn't get a paycheck at the end of every month from everyone that uses his. That's ridiculous. Now my. Yes. My, um, oh, sorry. Yeah, my <laughs> what? My what is so my daughter who's nineteen, Olivia. Yep. She um, about three months ago she goes, "Oh, Dad, I'm going to Hamilton Island in March uh, with some friends for nice. one of my friends' twenty first. I said, oh, "That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. It's it's can't wait. You know. Anyway, so I walk into her room yesterday morning. Sorry, yeah, Thursday morning because she's packing a bag. I said, "You got everything packed?" She goes, "Yeah." I said, "You know, have you got X, Y, Z? Yep, yep. No worries. Her passport was sitting oh. next to." Her bag. I said, "What's what do you get your passport for?" She goes, "Cause I'm going to Hamilton Island." What? Cause we're going overseas. <laughs> what? Exactly. I forget you got your two kids living at home. She, she's she's how old's Jack now? Thirty five. She, she's very smart, my daughter. He's still got a what? Top, he still sleeps on the top bunk. It does he? Yeah. Right. Yeah. My what? It, it's all family related stuff. We've got to go to a break. Is my wife? I've introduced her to footy tipping with my mates. Yep. Right? Okay. She doesn't know what she's talking about? uh, Is it more about a mascot thing? No. No, it's more like a first team that comes to mind. Yep. So I send her the footy tips every every Thursday. Tell me what you want and your points margin. She is picked manly to beat Souths. What? What's wrong with that? It's. I mean, if you don't know anything about... We're at crisis point. But if you don't know anything about footy, there's nothing wrong with that. 
Why is it so significant that she's picked a team well, manly? Come on. She knows I'm south through and through and she's picked the team opposite because, I don't know, we're going to have a romantic date on the weekend and I think Maybe this is her way hates you. What? Yeah, exactly. That's been what? I don't like it. I don't like it. We're going to go to a break. Hey, when we come back, Hook, Anthony Griffin, the coach of the Dragons, joins us on Off the Bench. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. We're fortunate to have the, the Dragons coach, and we thought he wouldn't be smiling today, but after talking to him off the air, he seems to be buoyant and, uh, and upbeat, and that man is Anthony Griffin. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day, Hook. How are you, Seth? I'm really well, mate. Um, first and foremost, uh, the big signing of, of Francis Milo. And I say big signing because I really rate him as a player front row. A three-year deal with the Dragons as of next year. It's um, He's a player that's really rose to prominence over the last couple of years, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He's, he's been a bit of a slow burner, uh, Francis, and had an unfortunate incident, obviously, a few years ago in the mm. Queensland Cup, which kept him out of the game for a couple of years. But He's played every game for the Cowboys over the last two years and, and he's now one of their starting front rowers. So we're really um, happy about his signing. I think he's a future, you know, origin player um, in the Mo Fadawaka mode. Um, and obviously think his best football at 26 is in front of him. So uh, it's a real key signing for us. Yeah, I agree. Good playing with the new rules as well, low Low to the ground, yeah. good speed. I think he's going to be good with the new rules. Now, from the weekend, Hook, 32 points to 18. Um, you lost the match to the, the Crosstown rivals, the Sharks. Now, out of that match, after you dissected, still a lot of positives that you can work on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's never a good loss in, in the NRL at this level, but um, I thought we beat ourselves. There was no disrespect to Cronulla. You know, we handed them 14 points in the first 15 minutes and ended up going down by 14. And uh, yeah, we just murdered. You know, a lot of opportunities, um, which was disappointing with our ball control, particularly on transition. And but uh, you know, from a positive point of view, uh, we had to do 130 more tackles. We we had a higher defensive efficiency than the opposition. We uh, a couple of times there, it looked like we were going to win the game, despite you know all the things I just spoke about. So there was some really good things we we're going to build on, but obviously um, there's a reason we didn't get the points, and you know we need to stare that in the face and get better at it. Mm. Yep, um, you know that that start was uh, a bit of a shocker, and I know Dragons fans were tearing their hair out when they got those two couple of tries, early tries against you. The the Sharks, but look, some of your players really aimed up. Um, a lot of lot of work there by your, your new hooker, Andrew McCulloch, and uh, the big men up front did some good stuff. Um, Paul Vaughan in particular, you uh, you you happy with them? Was it was there one player that you singled out that, that probably deserved to be on a winning side more? Uh, no, you spot on their badge. I thought our middles were hard done by by the score. I thought that you know uh, Cronulla got a really good pack, obviously, and. Uh, that's one of their strengths, and I, you know, I thought for most of the game we handled them well, or probably even got over the top of them. We at a stage there in the middle of the second half, we were, you know, we were well in control in the middle of the field, both sides of the ball. So, as you said, Badge McCullough played 80 minutes, and he's people forget he's been out with a long-term injury for most of last year, and he showed a bit of class, but also the grit we know he's got. And Paul Vaughan was outstanding, 200 metres. 
I thought Blake Laurie was outstanding and Fumawano mm. who um, played 65 minutes. You know, he started at lock but had to fill in on both edges. Um, I, I thought our middles were the highlight of the day for me. Now, you, you mentioned Jack Bird. Happy with his return because I, I thought some of the little things he did to con- where he competed, he was outstanding. Yeah, he's going fantastic, mate. His rehab's been great. Our staff have been fantastic. But the care they've given him and got him to this point. Um, you know, everyone knows he's coming back from nearly three years of hardly any footy. So it was really good to, to see him in a full-on game. He's played a bit of trial time. But, you know, at the moment, his timing's still a bit out, both sides of the ball. But to see him with the confidence to really get into the physicality of the game and come up with some really big defensive plays and physical plays, but also you just start to show a little bit of class with his um, with his attack. So, yeah, really happy for him. Yeah, probably more happy for him personally. So that's to, you know, after getting to know him over the last four months, he's a, he's a, he's a really genuine good kid and had, had a lot of bad luck. And yeah, it, It's similar in a way, isn't it, to Ryan James, a couple of really bad seasons and great to see them. Back on the field. Hey, um, hey Hook, was there, was there much debate? Was it a difficult decision to bring Corey Norman straight back into the side and and, uh, and drop Adam Clune? Yeah, well, it's never hard. Clooney's a, a champion guy and has worked his you know, backside off for four months. As has Corey. Corey's been exemplary um, in training and um, his, his appreciation for his teammates and his, his, his gift to the team and the club. Um, I, I haven't seen a chink in that anymore, anyone in our club at the moment. Um, and, but Clooney's just a really good team man. That, um, you know, he didn't do much wrong yesterday, as most of them didn't, or sorry, on uh, Sunday, but uh, there wasn't much between him and Corey, you know, during the pre-season. So um, I just think Corey deserves a chance there. Um, I, I think, you know, from a team point of view... It, just at the moment with his experience in the early rounds, um, he, he'll give our, our spine a, you know, a better chance to have a, a better combination. and um, That's probably what it's come down to. There's nothing between the two players, their attitudes, their, you know, their team ethos. It's just, I think, at the moment, Corey might just make us a little bit better on game day. I'm sure your fans are hoping the same with this, uh, this big match you've got in, uh, in Townsville on Saturday night. Um, you know, I know you've coached at, at the Broncos and the Panthers. Have you had any interaction with Dragons fans? Uh, are they more passionate, scathing? What? Yeah. How, how are you finding the uh, the Dragons fans? Because they've, uh, you know, they can be quite vocal. Yeah, I'm hearing this badge. I get asked this question every week. <laughs> There's this mythical tribe of Dragons fans <laughs> out there somewhere with sticks and. and uh, and, and torches and <laughs> but uh, uh, I don't know I, I don't know how to answer that question I just keep getting asked it uh, I haven't come across um, any uh, anything I haven't seen in any other club I mean you know what the Broncos are like there's, there's you know 1.5 million people watching one team up there and mm. and you know the, the 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 city and the media and the vibe but you know. Um, Revolves around how your 80 minutes goes every week, which when you're playing in the NRL, for me and both you guys have done more than I've ever done at that level. But um, that's why you're in there because you know you want to 
be on that razor blade at, at, at the very top end of your sport. And, and, you know, for me, I enjoy the adrenaline of chasing that result every week and, and the fact that sometimes you're going to get it and sometimes you're not, that's, you know, that's your, your reason for being involved. So, and I want the fans to be the same way um, and, and understand, you know, the identity of their club and what we're, you know, what we're trying to do here. So I can understand when you, like Brisbane, you know, when you're down the bottom of the ladder, you, you know, your fans aren't going to be happy, but, um, you know, you, you want them there and you want them passionate. You want as many as you can following you. So I don't, I honestly haven't had an issue or, or, or not yet, not unless there's going to be a, a, a tribe of them show up. On <laughs> Brian run me out of town. And I'm a little bit concerned about you, Hook, because you know, you're a, you're a rocky boy. You're a you're a cowboy. Yeah. And then you went to Brisbane, which yeah, you know, still got that real country sort of cowboy feel. And you went to Penrith, which is west of Sydney, still that cowboy feel. How, how are you going with the surfing? Is it are you surfing yet or not? I no. That's I love the surf. I'm a I'm a good body surfer. I love a I love a swim. I can't I can't stand up. Can't stand up on a board, mate. So I haven't had that that problem. But Wollongong's a beautiful place, yeah. and um, a great service. It's been a bit cold. We haven't had much opportunity. Um, it's been a really cold summer. Um, uh, so literally, haven't had too many weekends where you felt like you want to go to the beach. It's been cold and wet for yep. most of the time. But great beaches here, mate. Always a good wave. I, I like it down there early in the morning. They've got sea pools here as well, which, you know, most New yeah. South Wales, mm. Wales beaches have. I'm a keen swimmer, so I, I, um, I get in and do a few laps in the sea pool at, at Centennial, which is right on the on the um, the North Beach uh, front of here, and um, it's, a, it's a good place for a surf and a swim. Well, well, the, well, the Dragons fans will be happy to know that. If you don't get things back on track in the next month or two, they'll be they, meeting you down at the pool. They'll meet, they can meet me at the pool. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, there's no sea pools in the uh, river and rocky. I know that. No. <laughs> Fitzroy. Is it the Fitzroy? No, no the Fitzroy. Oh, there. At the moment. <laughs> Crocodile at <laughs> Hey, listen, um, well, you're, you're playing against the side on Saturday night. They're licking their wounds also, the Cowboys, Anthony Griffin. But uh, you're always giving with your time, and, and thanks for joining us on Sports Day. And good luck on Saturday night. Anytime, guys. Thanks. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. It certainly is. Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews here. I hope your weekend's going well or the start of your weekend uh, is going well. Time to look at uh, the rest of round number two of the NRL. Saturday Arvo, uh, the Panthers taking on the Bulldogs. That's who do you like? Uh, I like Panthers defensively, just too good. Bulldogs, I thought they had some really good glimpses of, of change last week against Newcastle. Kyle Flanagan was... You can see that he's got some really good touches uh, in his game and, and Trent Barrett's doing a good job with him. So, But I think Penrith, you've got to score 24 or 30 points to beat the Panthers and I don't think the Bulldogs have got that. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, sea Eagles versus the Rabbitohs. Just talked about this. Yeah, it could be anything. This uh, One, because of the weather. Two, Lido Land or slash Brookvale is tough to go and play at. Oh, come on, mate. It is. It's tough. But I like what this South team did last week. Yeah, I like what Melbourne did last week and we saw what happened to them against Para. But... Um, I think South, again, just may have a little bit too much class. I think – I reckon Melbourne were a bit flat-footed, not just because of the rain last night too, because of that game against South. That was frenetic. 
And I reckon Souths are going to be a bit flat as well. I, I, they'll, they'll have to get ahead early. Yeah, but they, they've had a week to recover. Actually, yeah, well, they're going to have nine days. Mm. They have nine, actually nine days, yeah, so it might suit Souths. Uh, the last game on Saturday, Cowboys versus the Dragons at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Now, before Jason Talmalolo broke his hand or injured his hand, I still picked the Dragons. Same. I don't know why. I don't know why. I just, I just think when it comes to... When it comes to games, big games, and every game's a big game, but after round one, round two is always a really big game if you've lost round one, and it's been a disappointing loss. Well, both these teams lost round one, though. Corey Norman back. Yeah. Ben Hunt in the halves. And um, they weren't that bad, the Dragons. They, they were unlucky. Again, a couple of calls went against they them, had really, they? they? had really good glimpses of, um, of a side that's got something. They've, and they've got a lot of... They've got a lot of class in their side, individual class. Just now about gelling that as a really good team. I'm picking the Dragons. Me too. Not by much, but – and I can't tell you why. No, I, I can't. I just – I think I saw enough against the Sharks. Mm. Saw nothing from North Queensland. I think Ben Hunt is far more familiar with the halfback position than Jack Clifford. I yeah, think Matt yeah. Dufty is far more comfortable in the fullback position than um, Scotty Drinkwater. So I just think in some of those positions, they're a little bit more settled. Okay. Uh, Sunday's games, West Tigers versus the Roosters. Roosters, even though the West Tigers, I think they're a good side. And if they can find their discipline, oh, they'll beat a lot of sides. But I think the Roosters, too I'm, many points. I'm against you on this one. Yeah, I, I you thought, just think defensively they'll... I think the West Tigers will learn from that game against the Raiders. I think the Raiders are a better team than the Roosters. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The West Tigers were actually okay. They will just did stupid things mm. at wrong times. And Joey Leilua, I tell you what, just, mate, come on. Just mm. settle down. I, I don't know. I reckon Madge will have them ready for this. Out at Campbelltown, Roosters don't like travelling outside of Bondi or the CBD. Mm. I just, I don't know. I, I like the West Tigers. I really do. Well, and so do I. And, but... and I, I, I think they'll beat the Roosters. And, mate, the Roosters only beat Manly. And they flog, I mean, they flogged them, but it was only Manly. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't know. I've got a feeling about this one. Okay. Um, and I, the game of the round is sitting in the last game on Sunday night. Can you believe this? The Sharks versus the Raiders. Well, one of the games of the round, the best game on Sunday. Sharks versus Raiders. I love watching the Raiders play. Yeah, oh, I do too. I, I, the Raiders are my favourites to win the comp, and I think they'll beat the Sharks. I Sharks mean, impressed me last week, though. Yeah, they did in patches. Whereas, yeah. whereas the Raiders, you've got to be willing just to – You've got to be willing to play a fast, frenetic pace of rugby league for 80 minutes. A lot of ball movement. They ask, they ask a lot of questions from Josh Hodson. Yeah, I, I think the Raiders. All right. I'm uh, with you on that as well. Quickly before we go, what are you looking forward to the most this weekend? Watching some of the AFL. Yeah, I, me too. Yeah, really looking forward to watching the Lions play against the Swans on Saturday night. God, I hope the Swans can win this. We're given no chance. Mm. No chance whatsoever. So, big weekend of sport coming up. You know what I'm trying to look forward to? What? Get out my boat. I got my boat license last weekend. Are you allowed to do it? Are you still in like a provisional sort of phase or are you allowed to go by yourself now without a... I'm allowed to go by myself now, mate. Yeah, no, so I've taken the P plates off. I'm NL plates off. Yep. All right. They've got to catch me. Now, the first time you took... The boat out, you ran out of petrol. This has been Off the Bench. Have yourself a great (laughs) week. I hope your team gets up.